and welcome to First Day Pod. If this is your first time with us, my name is Leanne Hello, and I will be your host. Normally, we have our other host, Michael Govier, with us, but uh, recently he has not been able to stream from where he's at. Um, so I'm taking over the reins, but hopefully that will change soon. Um, and if you're also new to us, we have a weekly uh, book club that we have every Monday night, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time until 9 p.m. Eastern time. We start on time. We end on time. It is such a great group. Um, and the conversation really is the best part. So yes, we all talk about the same book. We read um, about 30 to 40 p- pages per uh, week. But we always have such great conversation and not everybody agrees. Um, and that's where it gets really kind of juicy. So um, if you guys want to check it out right now, we're doing the book called A Man Called Ove. And uh, you guys might have seen the American version movie of that book, A Man Called Otto. Um, so we are finishing the book next week. You can join us, talk about it, um, or you can come the following week and we're going to be doing a little something different. We're actually going to watch the movie prior to the meeting and then we're going to talk about the movie. So I'm really excited for that. We've never done that before. Um, We're usually into personal development books. We don't really do a whole lot of fiction. This is only our second one and we've been doing this for about three years. Um, So I'm excited for that. Anyway, um, hello, welcome. And today's topic is going to be all about change. So I am really excited to talk about this. Um, in the the title, we said change. How do we make it or, or where do we start, I think is how we said it. Um, and when I'm talking about change, I'm talking about making change. So I'm not saying, you know, something big happened in your life and there was a big change and how do you deal with it, although they're very similar. Um, but when you want to make that change, How do we do it? Where do we start? What's that first day look like? And um, so I've made notes. um, I've done some research. But my favorite part of the podcast is when you guys are in the comments sharing with us your experiences, your questions, your comments, your learnings, um, because this podcast really is all about shared wisdom, education, and empowerment. So, woohoo! Hello, Chris Januski. Welcome, welcome. That's exciting. So if you are listening to this in the audio version, that means that we've already recorded it. But next week, you can join us every Tuesday from 8 p.m. to about 8.30, 8.45. We try to keep it around that time frame. You can come over to Facebook or you can come over to YouTube or Twitch at First Day Pod. um, And you can join us live. So then you can be a part of the conversation. How that works is you will be, if you're in Facebook, if you're in any of them, all you do is you make a comment and I put it right up on the screen and I have like a squirrely kind of thing. So I don't really, if I see something pop up, I will put it on the screen like I'm doing now and then I will read it. So Ed says, hi, Ms. Hello. Hello. Oh, and Janice is here too. Oh, this is awesome. Hello. Hello. Um, So I will not be reading before I put it up. Mike, when he's on here, he's really good at that. He can read it, field it, and then put it up. If it's personal to us, he won't. Um, If it's not like part of the conversation, he won't. I'm not like that. I am. It comes up. It's part of the podcast. (laughs) Hello, Sue. Good evening. 
Uh, so if there is something that you don't want me sharing on the podcast, I suggest that you email us. Um, the email is firstdaypod at gmail.com. Uh, or you can DM us in any of those um, options. I think Mike also has a Twitter, so you can do that there. So Chris says, change started for me with Audible. Someone recommended I, <laughs> someone recommended I listen to Think and Grow Rich. Oh man, it sounds like a really smart person. <laughs> that is awesome, Chris. And that has been an amazing journey for you. You have like taken it to a super other level. Um, I am so, so impressed with you. Um, okay. So that's a really good thing. And thank you. So you're getting me back on track. So one of the big things is all of us want change. I mean, I shouldn't say that change is scary. I get it. But for the majority of us, there's something in our life that we would like to be different. Can I like, like, can I say that? And that's a pretty accurate thing. Um, I think so. I think there's always at least something in our life that we wish could be better or different. So we would like change. So all of us want it. Um, but the question becomes, do we want to do the things that are necessary to make the change? And that's where we all get hung up on, I think. Um, and if you guys are just listening to this for the first time, I, you know, I am not an expert in any of this. I am just like you. I am just trying to make my way through this life the best that I can, trying to be the best version of myself. Um, but I am on a growth journey. And so is everybody that comes to our book club, listens to our podcast, part of our support zone. Um, I love it because we are all growing. So we're all changing, experiencing, learning, failing, and then coming back and doing more. Um, Ooh, hi, Jody. Hi, hi. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. And Sue says, people typically want someone else to change. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. Yes. Um, I am, that's not this podcast. <laughs> so we are not going to be talking about that. Um, because I really don't think, I mean, Sue, I'm sure you can agree. We really can't change other people. We can try. And the majority of us, you know, we really try to do that. I have always found that, I mean, in it, I don't realize I'm doing this, but um, when I want other people to change, it's usually because they're close to me and they're showing me almost a mirror of the things that I don't like in myself. Because if somebody has some sort of, you know, habit or character flaw um, that is really irking me, that really, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I wish they would change. It's usually because it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to see that because I don't want to remind myself that I have to change that way. Um, and then obviously like if people are lying to you or treating you poorly or whatever, like walk away, people won't change. Um, but that's kind of like, for me, it's always an indication. If I really start getting like irritated by somebody, I question why it's bothering me. So, because ultimately we are the only people that can change ourselves. So I am falling behind. Let's see what other people are saying. So Ed says, before change is awareness. So that's where it starts. You can change something when you know it's a problem. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So instead of talking about each one of these, I am going to throw them all up on the screen so we can kind of stay in a timeline because I'll start rambling and then we will miss the um, kind of 
where you guys were commenting. So Sue says, we can change others, but it starts by changing ourselves and how we let them treat us or how we react to them. Very good. Okay. Yes. Thank you. And Janice says, so far I have something I need to change. I just haven't truly started it. Yes. Okay. So I do want to get back to that. Um, and Jody says, yes, Chris, awareness is the first step. Noticing our thoughts and stories we tell ourselves. Yes. Amen. Okay. You guys, you're so my people. I just love you guys being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This literally is my favorite part. Um, if you guys do not come on the show with me, these podcasts would be 10 minutes. I would just come on and be like, here's how I feel. And then (laughs) we would be gone. Um, so Janice, when you said so far, I have something I need to change. I just haven't truly started it yet. That's where I feel like I really do feel like the first step. So yes, the first step really is awareness. Yes. I will give you that Ed. Um, because if we don't, if we don't see there being an issue, then why are we going to change it? Right. Don't change what's not broke. Um, but even when we become aware of like, Oh, this is not good. Like Mike and I have some major problems with our eating. We do not have a good relationship with food. We've been very open about it. Um, we have, you know, through this whole process of this podcast, you guys have been with us on this journey. Um, and really it comes down to do we, cause we want to change. We want to become healthier. We want to live forever together. Um, but do we really want to make the change? So yes, we want the change, but do we want to make it? And I'm really, really excited because we are both on a really good path right now. And we tried it a little bit different. So in the past we have been all or nothing. You guys know we have like, we went through like a a point in this where we were no sugar and we had, we had, um, therapists and counselors and everything on here talking about no sugar is the only way to go. And that is the way that some people do feel like they need to have a lifestyle and that's their lifestyle. And Ed, I believe that you're still no sugar and that serves you really, really well. Um, and I think that's beautiful, but it's not for everybody. And it definitely was not for us. Um, and so we've started a little something different where we have finally our first step awareness, but our second step was making a decision. And that was it. Like you have to draw a line in the sand and be like, this is it. Like, this is, this is enough is enough. I don't want what's going on and I am going to make a change. And then I think part of that in that declaration, in that making the actual decision, not just thinking about what you want, but making that decision, I think also comes with sitting down and what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? And what am I going to, what are the steps that I'm going to have to take in order to do that? Um, and that's hard. And I think that's where it stops because we think we know what we need to do. I mean, in reality, we all know what our next step is. We really do. Um, we might not know what 10 steps ahead are, um, you know, but we know what the next step is. But do we want to make that change? So let's see what's going on here. Janice says, I have to lose weight. I just can't seem to take it seriously. I know I need to, doctor's orders, but I haven't really started it. Yeah. And so 
I want all of us to be talking about this because I think this is a big one. Um, especially like we can say coming out of COVID it's something, but like this has been the struggle for decades and just forever. Everybody has always struggled with this. So, um, we need to, we need to discuss that and see what that means. And like, what is that like deciding factor? How do we get to that point? Sue says, Janice Peterson, I'm right there with you. Yeah, me too. woman. like, seriously. So Ed says, I was just thinking about this today. I realized last year I needed more from work, took realistic stock of my care, a career. Okay. So that's a good step there. Ed is like really seeing where you're coming from and where you're at right now. Then I changed my functions at work. I took on projects and obtained some certifications. Now I'm interviewing and able to be selective. All started with the awareness. Yes. Okay. So it started with the awareness. That's always a starting point because like we said, if we don't know that it's a problem or we don't see it, then we're not going to change it. And there's a lot of people like in our lives that we'll see, we're like, oh my gosh, why aren't they doing X, whatever it is, they probably just don't even see, they don't see a better way. They don't see a different way. They don't even see that what they're doing is hurting themselves. Um, it's just a matter of becoming aware. Um, so once we have that, but now you said you took real stock of your career. So that I think is like another good part of it is taking stock of where we are right now. So if we're at a point, let's take the weight loss thing. If we're at a point for me that I know that I, I need to now, do I need to need, I guess is a, is a harsh word. Um, but I want to lose 30 pounds. I do. And why do I want to lose it? Well, when I keep saying, Oh, I want to, I've been doing that. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 25 pounds. I want to lose 30 pounds. Now I'm closer to losing 35 pounds. Like it just keeps, cause I just keep saying it. What I did not do is take stock of, okay, where am I? Why do I want to lose this? Why did I want to lose it when I was at 20 pounds over? And now I'm 10 pounds or 15 pounds heavier than that. Why do I want to change now? And my line in the sand is there's a lot of parts of it. One is I screwed up my ankle and I am not, it's not getting better Um, and part of it is all the weight that I am putting on it when I'm walking, my knees are starting to kind of like not feel great. I'm getting winded when I walk too fast. I'm getting winded when I go up the stairs, I'm getting all of these signs, but we kind of like, oh, that's okay. Okay. That's okay. And you kind of like brush all of these things aside and you move on with your day and you don't think about it. But when I sat down and was like, oh my gosh, this is like, All of this has happened because I have taken, they're all my decisions. I decided to eat the way I did. I decided not to sleep. I decided not to drink my water. I decided, and it wasn't a big grandstand decision. It was just one decision at a time. And it was in the wrong direction. It was not in the direction of where I wanted to go. So the cool thing for me, and really the cool thing for you guys is we get to do it the same way. We get to keep deciding that we want to make one more change, right? We get to make one more decision. We get to, and that's what I love about this podcast, 
is we get to, with every decision that we make, we get to decide right now is going to be the first day of the rest of my life. I don't care what the rest of the day looked like. I don't care if you ate a bag of chips. I don't care if you sat on the couch, watched movies, and just had Ben and Jerry's all day. I don't care. If right now, listening to this podcast, you decide, I want to lose weight, I want to get healthy, I want to take care of myself, and I want to make that change, right now could be that first day of the rest of your life. You can make all the rest of the changes for the rest of the day aligned and in the path of where we want to go. Then we get to wake up in the morning and we get to do it all again. So the big thing is that we need to put something in place. And we have read like Janice is in our book club and Ed is in our book club. We've read the books about how to change the habits. So we know the tools. We know the tricks. We know the techniques. Everybody knows. And in this day and age, if you don't know, you can YouTube it and you can figure it out. The answers are all there. The thing is, is putting things in place to remind ourselves of what we want to do and making it a mission that we're going to do that thing, whatever that means to you. If you have to do it in silence because that's the way that you work and you just want to like show up, that's great. If you need accountability, there are a million places to get accountability. Um, That might be what you need. If you guys need to use First Day Pod as your accountability, Come on and use it here. Whatever you guys need to to make each decision the first day of the rest of your life, every time that you have to make a decision, let's do it. Let's make some change in our life because I really don't want all of us to be here a year from now saying, oh, shit, remember when we had that conversation? Now I'm like 10 pounds heavier than that, and I just don't even know where to begin. We need to begin right now just with the next decision. Okay, so that was a big rant, and that is not a rant for you guys. That was really a rant for me because I'm I'm there. I'm ready, and um, I just, I'm really, really excited about these baby steps, and I'm really excited about talking about this. So Ed says, yes, I'm still not eating refined sugars, low carbs, high protein, and healthy fats. This is for me. It works for me. It helps with my mental health. It helps with my concentration and it reduces my body aches and my pain. Wish I could lose more weight, but I have not felt this healthy since I was a teenager. Shoot, that was more than 35 years ago. Man, how is that possible, Ed? My gosh, I so crazy how time is just flying. And that's huge. Yeah, we keep talking about the weight and there's differing things. And I know that people are going to hop on here if they're listening to this and be like, oh, all this whole thing about body image and like the number doesn't matter and don't, you know, shame people for their number. I'm not shaming anybody. What the number is, why it is nice is because it is a target for us to see. And it's really nice in the beginning because we get to see, oh my gosh, the decisions that I'm making, I'm seeing results. Because seeing the change sometimes when we're looking at ourselves every single day, we're not seeing the change in our body immediately. You know, like a size in our pants is 10 pounds. So you lose that first couple pounds, you're not really seeing anything. Um, If our jeans are so tight, (laughs) we might need 15 pounds before we start looking good in these jeans. You know what I mean? 
So the wait in the beginning is nice because it's kind of like showing us what we're doing. Janice, um, we had talked about doing the where we weigh ourselves every day and then we just take the average to see where we're at. Is that something that you've started or something that you're considering maybe starting? Because you were talking about maybe doing it. I was saying that I was going to do it as well, and I did not. Um, But it'd be very easy to go back and, you know, my stuff is all connected to my Fitbit, so I'd be able to see that. So that would be interesting. I'm just wondering where you're sitting with that. Okay, so Karina says, love this. Also, if you or we mess up one day, tomorrow is a new day, and we can go back to working towards our goal. Amen, Karina. Hey, and thanks for being here. (laughs) So that one is huge. And Janice says, I love me no matter what size I am, but I just realized I don't love me enough to help my liver, my fatty liver. Uh, Huge, huge. That right there is a big one. So I love me no matter what size I am, but I just realized that I don't love myself enough to do this change that I need for my actual body. That is huge, Janice. Um, yes. And that's that's another thing that I want to talk about. So let me go back to Karina. When she says, yes, so if we mess up today, then tomorrow is the first day of the rest of our lives. But I really want to change that because that's why we're doing this podcast. We started the podcast because tomorrow is always the first day of the rest of our lives, right? Tomorrow. Um, We called it that because Mike and I always joked that tomorrow is the first day. And so because our, it was really based around our eating issues, that was really detrimental for us because, well, for us, if tomorrow was the first day of the rest of our lives, that meant tonight was the big binge fest, right? And then we would wake up and we would be like groggy and not feeling good and just like, oh, what did I do? And then we would go into the shame spiral. And tomorrow, which is now today, was not the first day of the rest of our lives. Then we made bad decisions and then it would be tomorrow. And so tomorrow never came. We know that. So that's why, and I know, Karina, you're saying the exact same thing, but that's why this moment, any moment, is our opportunity for this to be the first day of the rest of our lives starting now. I don't care what time it is. If it's 8.30 at night or if it's 8.30 in the morning, now is the first day of the rest of our lives. So the other thing is, is that we really need to be having grace with ourselves. We really need to be forgiving ourselves for everything that we have done up until this point um, in order for us to be able to kind of brush that off and say, even if it was Even if before this podcast, I just mowed down on Ben and Jerry's, which I did not. I'm having a very good day. Um, But, and not good, not good versus bad. I'm just making the decisions aligned with where I want to go. So, but if I did that, I don't have to come on here feeling like a hypocrite because none of us are saying that we're perfect. None of us are saying that we're doing this, you know, every decision, we're making sure that we're right on track, right? We're just deciding that we're going to make the right decisions for us right now. And then we're going to forgive ourselves if we kind of fail, quote unquote. And then the nice thing is, is that we can learn from it. So like if I went and had ice cream, my lesson would be why the hell was the the ice cream in the, the house to begin with, right? That would be my big thing. So we need to, if we had grace with ourselves, we could see that and be like, hey, you know what? It was staring us in the face. 
it was calling our name. We need to make better choices and, and we need to set ourselves up for success. Um, where if we're shame filled, then it would just be like, Oh yeah, well, you know what? I'm just going to go finish the ice cream now. See the difference. So, um, okay. This is man. I am so loving this. Okay. So now Janice says I was the same weight. I was the same weight every day, but after this weekend, tomorrow will tell. Okay. So that's fair. That's actually really cool because I'm never the same weight. Like I, I really do fluctuate. Um, and it, it doesn't really make sense. Um, I think it's like a hormone kind of thing potentially. I mean, a lot of it has to do with food. Who are we kidding? But, um, there also are hormones because I can't, I can go like two and a half pounds from one morning to the next morning, even if I ate fine. So we'll see. Anyway, good to know. Sue says, uh, we could love ourselves a lot longer if we would only take better care of ourselves. The thing of it is tomorrow never comes. Amen. Yes. You probably said that before I ranted, but then I did not bring you up on screen. Sorry, Sue. (laughs) Karina. Yes. Okay. So you're loving that. And I totally, I'm so happy that you brought that up, Karina. It's so important. Ed says, I also believe that change involves us knowing we are worth it or fake it until you truly believe it. Yeah. And you know what? That's part of really having good people around you um, that you can kind of borrow their faith in you until you're ready to believe it. Um, the second is not to focus how far we are from our goal. It's easy to, to get discouraged focusing on our destination. For example, not eating sugar is just for today. I don't say forever, never, always, etc. Then as time goes by, review your progress. You'll be surprised with the results. And if you are not, then you can start your journey today. Amen. Yeah, that's really good. We talked about that too last week when we were talking about confidence. Um, we had talked about uh, the marathon training. And if we looked at marathon training like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to run or walk 26.2 miles. It's like, uh, I don't even want to get off of the couch. But if you look at it, like I just got to go walk around the block today and get up and go walk around the block. It's a little bit easier. And so making sure that we're doing that and then reflecting back, that's a big part of it, Ed. Um, and that's why that too, like in our book club, we start every share. So everybody gets a chance to share and we share about our little wins. And I think that's really important because I don't think we do that enough. I don't think that we, we acknowledge where we've been this past week and the things that we have done that we should be proud of ourselves because instead we're looking at all of these things that we didn't do. So the same thing with the weight loss is that like we could have five days that we're just like, oh my gosh, I'm killing it. I'm working out. I'm drinking my water. I got my sleep, everything. And then, you know, you go over to your parents' house and you end up having like the chocolate cake and you eat four pieces of it. And then all of a sudden you're just like, see, I'm a failure. I'm awful. And then you can't even remember the five days that you had that were just like on fire because now you just like go into all of this stuff. So Ed, I'm really glad that you were bringing up again, the whole thing about not going into forever, never, always, because we talk about that um, a lot on this show is not labeling ourselves and putting ourselves in a box of, I always do this or I never do that. Because then really when you do do that, or when you don't do that for that one time, then now you're going to feel like you're lying to yourself and you're not. We're just 
dynamic people. Um, Janice says, I drank, ate, and enjoyed everything all weekend in Toronto. I think my scale will reflect that. Just got home today. Oh, and happy birthday to Paul. That was very exciting. And you know what? Who cares? I'm glad that you got to celebrate it. I'm glad that you got to enjoy all of the things. Um, that's a big, that's a big deal. But the nice thing is, is that when we're really in the zone, then we're able to enjoy with smaller kind of celebrations when it comes to the food and the drinking and all that kind of stuff. Um, when we're not looking at it like, okay, tomorrow is the big day, then we're able just to be like, okay, this is my lifestyle. Like I'm going to go and I'm going to have that drink and I'm going to really, really enjoy it. So Janice says, I will be held accountable. Oh, I see my specialist on Thursday. Yes. Okay. Well, that might be your, <laughs> that might be your turning point. That might be your, I finally, you know, draw this, the line in the sand and you make the change. But the funny thing is it might not even be, you know, like that's the weird thing is I've always not always. Okay. So I, I do it. I say always. Um, but in the past I've done it a lot that I have, you know, said, okay, um, this milestone or this thing is going to be the thing that's going to really, you know, kind of change my direction and, um, or, oh my gosh, like I just, you know, got this news and that's going to change my direction. It doesn't, it doesn't, we really, it needs to come from inside. And like, we really need to know like why we want to do the thing. And then what we need to do is we need to just come up with the steps of like, what does that look like? So for the weight, we need to come up with what that is for us. So how is your water? Like these small things. And I have started, I'm I'm back on the train finally today. um, And it has been hard for me to get back on it, but I'm drinking half my weight in water. So half of my weight in pounds in ounces of water. Okay. So, um, I weigh a hundred. How much do I weigh? That's so funny. Cause I see it every day, but then I like, I keep seeing the weight that I want to be. Um, so I keep forgetting what I actually am. But anyway, I think I'm like 170 pounds. So I'm, I need to, to have 85 ounces of water. And what I was doing, because you guys, here's the thing. We all know what we need to do. Um, even people that are like experts in certain things, we can know what we have to do, but the doing it or being it is very different. Um, so like for me, I, I know all this, we've read the books, we know all of it, but it's actually implementing it and implementing it every day. That's the hard part. So I know that I have to give myself grace. I know I have to forgive myself, but instead I wasn't drinking my water. I started feeling it. I could literally feel it in my entire body that I wasn't doing it. And instead of just being like, okay, you know what? How about I just have a liter of water today? And I just try, I probably would have drank a lot more, but I didn't. Instead, I was like, oh my gosh, look at, you see, you're right back in the same way that you were before. And then I didn't drink anything for days, like literally nothing, coffee. That was all that I had. That's not good because it it doesn't feel good. Um, So now I'm back in it. I only have, I've got two cups of water that I have to drink um, and then I'll be done. So I am super, super proud of myself. But what we have to do is we have to figure out what those steps actually look like. 
So then we can see what the success looks like. So not saying like, I want to lose 10 pounds by my birthday saying, okay, today, the good choices and the happy choices that I'll have is if I drink all my water, if I get to sleep, because I can control that. If I get to sleep, um, with my eyes closed by 1030. Now, if I sleep or not, that doesn't matter, but I'm trying to close my eyes and go to bed 1030 to 630. What happens during that eight hours I need to give myself grace, but that's one of the things that I need to do. And then I need to, what does that look like for me for eating? So for me, I'm intermittent fasting. I'm only eating between noon and eight. That is it. Um, And that is working for me and making the choices. I, I know what the choices are when it comes to food. I know if there is a bag of chips in front of me or if there is a bowl of broccoli, I know which one is the right one. And so do you. (laughs) So I don't think we have to get like all wrapped up in this. And especially right now when we're just trying to lose. Yeah. If you're trying to go for like some sort of like pageant or some sort of training, then yeah, we got to figure out macros and all this kind of stuff. But in the beginning, we just have to like be kind and not binge on stuff that we know is hurting our body. It's like, it's pretty simple. Um, Jana says we need to practice what we preach. Amen. Amen. And if my mom heard this right now, she'd be like, oh my gosh, that's totally what it is because I'm constantly talking about like what we need to do and like, but you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Cause for me, I am not preaching to tell people to do something. I do not care what you guys do. If you guys wanted to eat chips and have Ben and Jerry's every single day for the rest of your life, have at it. The only thing that I care about is I want you to be living your best life. But if you don't want to live your best life, that's totally up to you. But my guess is is that if you guys are part of my circle and you're part of the podcast, you want to try to live your best life. And that's why you're here at First Day Pod. So that's why I want to have these conversations. And so the preaching is really, it's always whatever I'm preaching. When you guys know when I go on a rant, you can be rest assured. It is not because I am boasting about what I am or who like I have the answers. It's because I'm trying to drill that into my, my subconscious and my brain so that I can be like, okay, that's right. That's what I have to do. Um, okay. So Sue says, why can't they make broccoli flavored chips? (laughs) Yuck. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, that would be, that would be wonderful. That'd be wonderful. Karina, um, I'm glad that you're here. So she was telling me she does seaweed strips or like sheets. I don't know. They're like pieces of paper that are seaweed (laughs) that you eat as snacks. And she's in a really good place with her eating. And how do I know that? Because she said these were delicious. (laughs) How do I know I'm not in a good place? Because my body is full of sugar. And that felt like eating seaweed is what it, what it tasted like. It did not taste delicious, but I know that I'm going to keep trying because as I get the sugar out of my body, then I am going to be able to like really taste the flavor of things, which is fascinating to me how our body works. Our body is so happy when we get the drugs and the chemicals out of us. It is miraculous how good life tastes and smells and feels around us. So um, Karina, I'm going to keep trying, but for right now, those do not taste good. Um, Karina says they have kale chips. Oh, they do? Yes. Okay. So I used to make kale chips when I was 
when I was really happy with my my choices, I was making kale chips probably like every other night. I loved them. Okay, so um, <laughs> Karina says, you tried the seaweed ones? Yeah, I did. Jennifer loves them. I, on the other hand, Jennifer's my sister. She loves them and um, me not so much. But I mean, they just don't compare to me having, you know, all of the shit that I've been eating. So my tongue is not ready for it, but it will be. And I will try it again, I promise. So Ed says, one of my problems is feeling overwhelmed by tasks, responsibilities, or duties. Examples, I need to lose weight. I need to do laundry, prepare meals, cook, etc. I need to change the language. I enjoy wearing fresh scented clothes. I love getting into my bed that is done. I enjoy coming home from work with food that needs little effort to be ready to eat. Amen. Okay. Huge, Ed. That is awesome. That is a big one. Our narrative that we have and the language that we use around all of these things is big. I get to versus I need to is huge. Um, I'm going to put that up here again. So if you guys are in the, uh, or if you're watching it on the, you know, Facebook or YouTube, you can, you can kind of just let that one sunk in. That's really, really big. So I need to do laundry versus I enjoy wearing fresh scented clothes. Thinking about what that is going to feel like once it's done is the big game changer. That's the trap that we're in is that we keep thinking that it's just all these tasks, but really what we're after is the feeling that we're going to feel when it's done. So even with the weight loss, it's the feeling that we're going to feel not when we're done, not when we hit that goal. It doesn't take that long. What it is really is how we're going to feel when we start keeping our promises to ourselves. That's the big one. When we, and no, you cannot, because I'm sure that somebody is going to say this, I'm just going to make a promise to myself to have ice cream for every meal, and then I'm going to feel really good. Okay, so no, that's not what this is all about. But when we know that we're doing things that are going to benefit us, it as soon as we start making those strides, as soon as we start telling ourselves that we're going to do one thing and then actually doing it, we keep adding up. And we were talking about that last week when we talked about confidence. We talked about the confidence competent loop and having to make these steps and kind of keep going. And that's that's what we need. So, um, okay. <laughs> so Sue says, I kept telling myself that Oreos won't taste good. I really eat them now and they used to be my go-to stack. Are you serious? Hey, that is awesome. I started laughing because usually... Sue, you have the little snarky ones <laughs> comments, but that is really, really cool. Which reminds me, okay, so I was doing a little bit of, yeah, so Sue says, yes, that actually worked. Okay, that's awesome. The, the mind is so, so powerful. So there has been proven research and peer-reviewed research on this idea about change that out... <laughs> Sue says me snarky? No. No. So, um the study that I wanted to tell you guys about. Okay, so there has been research around this idea that our uh it's called our procedural brain. Is it a procedural brain or a procedural 
uh, memory that we don't. So our procedure memory is like where we keep, like when we learn how to walk, we have done the procedure so many times that we do not have to go through the steps anymore. We don't have to say, okay, left foot in front of the right foot, pick it up, bring it over, drop it down, plant, move. We don't have to do that anymore. It's in our procedural memory. So we just kind of go and do that thing. We do that when we're drinking water. We do that when we're driving a car. If you've been driving for, you know, a while in the very beginning, it's like, check my mirrors, check this, put the, you know, key in the ignition. And and you have to go through all these steps because you have to start memorizing this procedure of how to back out of your driveway, of how to go forward, of how to stop at a stop sign. But once you do it, your procedural memory ends up just memorizing all of the stuff so that you don't have to do that. And that saves us because could you imagine if we had to actually take stock of every decision that we had to make to meet, to move, to breathe, none of us would survive. So our procedural memory, the way that it works is it actually does not know if you're doing the action that you're trying to, um, memorize, or if you're just thinking about it. So you can actually close your eyes and you can start going through, but you have to go through step-by-step as if you're doing it. So you can't just be like, oh, that's great. I lost my weight. No, that's because your your, your, uh, procedural memory is not going through any kind of procedure. It's just like, well, there's no way that you went from here to there, right? Without the steps. But if you had the steps, so if you knew that like, for, for me, uh, with the water, if I knew that like, okay, I need to take sips and every hour on the hour, I can imagine that the clock turns to 9am and I, you know, take my, my bottle and I open up the lid and I pull it back and then I sip on it and I get down and I have a whole cup of water and then I put it back down on the desk and I close it up and then 10 o'clock rolls around and then I do it again and I go through the whole steps of it. If I keep doing that in my brain, even just doing it once, the chances are way more um, probable that tomorrow when I notice that the clock strikes nine, that I'm going to go and say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go and do that. And I'm going to do the steps that I just had. And if I keep doing that, it ends up going into my procedural memory. You can use your memory the way that it's designed to be used in your favor. You can actually design your life. So if we know that, then that's what we have to do. We have to start designing and figuring out what these steps look like because they're very simple. So when I go into the freezer to go and get the broccoli, I am going to just grab the broccoli and bring it out. Okay. So you know that when you go into the freezer, if there's Ben and Jerry's there, my procedural memory tells me, grab that, bring it out, get a spoon, go sit on the couch. Does not matter anything else, but that's what I end up doing. And so that is what I will continue doing. I need to break the cycle. And so by, by kind of doing the steps in your mind, you're giving yourselves a heads up. You're giving yourselves a a leg up in doing it. You're giving yourselves more chance, um, 
because the more times that we practice these things, the quicker they're going to get into our procedural memory. So that I thought was super exciting because it is peer reviewed. It is actual science. Um, and that's actually what manifesting is all about. So that's why when we say that we're going to manifest things, the majority of us are doing it wrong because we're just picturing where we want to be, but we're not picturing all the steps that we need to get there. Um, and we're not picturing who we're going to be when we're there. That's another part of it too, is, is living into that. So picturing, closing your eyes and picturing how you're going to show up when you are that person when you've went lost the weight, when you've gotten the job, when you've, you know, you're in the the relationship that you want to be in, like you have to start picturing yourself that way. And then your procedural memory will start remembering that it's, it's fascinating guys. And like, you don't have to take my word for it. You can go on the internet and you can find the peer reviewed studies, um, that are out there. So Ed says, in regards to food language, it's very important. I used to say I would die without ice cream. Now I say I would die if I eat ice cream. Okay. Or I love ice. I love pizza. Now I say I love myself more. I would rather have a relationship with humans than food. That is very nice. I love that, Ed. Um, okay. So I made a bunch of notes and I think we covered the majority of it. Um, we have been doing this for a little bit over the 45 minutes. So I'm going to start wrapping up. But I just wanted to tell you guys one more thing. And that's kind of what we've been talking about, about this whole loving ourselves enough to take care of ourselves. Um, Self-love is and self-care is a big thing that a lot of people are talking about right now. Um, They're talking about, you know, taking time for yourself and making sure that you're doing the things that you love and blah, 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 blah. And it's good. And I am all for it. And I don't disagree with it. However, I really want you guys to realize that one of the biggest forms of self-care is self-discipline. It really is. And anybody wants to argue that point with me, let's have a discussion. And maybe that's what we'll talk about next week. Um, Self-care is really getting... um, it's really getting saturated. People are really talking about it and they're they're making it the way that they want to hear it. That makes it easy for them to indulge in. Um, but really the biggest for me, and I, I would, you know what? We are going to have that conversation next week. That's what we're going to talk about next week is self-discipline versus self-care. Um, because that is one of the biggest things. I slept for a long time on Sunday or was it Sunday? Yeah. Sunday. And Mike was like, well, you deserve that. Take, take the time for yourself. And I said, no, because here's the thing I'm sleeping and I'm laying in bed because I know all the things that I have to do and I just don't want to do it. But if I really loved myself, I would do all of those things because I know at the end of it, I will feel really good. And that is the self-care that we need. So we need to be making these changes and we need to be pushing ourselves to make those changes because it is not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And so together, I think we can do this. Um, Janice, good luck on Thursday. I really hope that it's a good meeting with your specialist. Everybody, thank you for being here. This was such a good show. I appreciate you guys so, so much. 
I want you to guys, if you guys have any kind of, um, any kind of, you know, thing that you want to talk about self-care, self-discipline, think about it this week and you can get back to me. Um, you can email me and Mike, and I just want, I'm going to open up my messenger right now because Josh was not able to make it this, uh, tonight, but he did say we were talking, he made a big, big change. Um, he moved to Michigan this weekend. He's got a new job. He's, he's making a lot of change. And he said, um, if I'm not on tonight, you can mention that sometimes taking risks with the, with the unknown can be so beneficial, but you have to make that jump. He says, making this move was so important and so worth it. So I'm just going to leave you guys with that. Change can be really, really magical. And together we can do it one step at a time. Right now is the first day of the rest of your lives. Thank you so much, guys. I love you. Bye.